0: coming up now on Established in the Faith. This child had such an impact. Although it never came to realize its purpose, God used it anyway and has been a blessing for untold parents who have ever lost a child from then until now. If you have your Bibles, would you turn with me, please, to the book of 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel chapter 12, beginning with verse 15. We're reading the same passage we read last week. 2 Samuel 12, verse 15. And Nathan departed unto his house. And the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bare unto David, and it was very sick. David therefore besought God for the child, and David fasted and went in and lay all night upon the earth. And the elders of his house arose and went to him to raise him up from the earth, but he would not, neither did he eat bread with them. And it came to pass on the seventh day that the child died. And I want to stop right there and continue with the subject we started last week. Is God to blame? Is God to blame? Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for his help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I dare not embark upon this message today without asking for the anointing of your Spirit to rest upon me. I thank you for every person that's under the sound of my voice today. And there are many needs. Questions, Lord, that only you can answer. Needs, O God, that only you can meet. Lord, today I ask for the anointing of your Spirit. Help me to rightly divide the word of truth. Help me to bring this message to these people. May they hear and receive. Anoint them today. Lord, that they may hear and receive of your word and be drawn closer to you in some way. And all of God's people said, Amen and Amen. This of which I've just read to you this morning is the first of a fourfold judgment that would come upon David as a result of the sin of adultery with Bathsheba and then the murder of her husband Uriah. No matter how you try to get around it, the Bible says that the child died. As you can see there in verse 15, the Bible plainly says that God struck the child. And then seven days later, the child died. How can a loving God kill an innocent child just to punish its parents? Is God to blame my answer to you this morning is no this of which we see taking place is a result of a law that was established by the Godhead sometime in eternity past and Jesus told us in Matthew chapter 7 Verse 1, Judge not that you be not judged, for with what judgment you judge, you shall be judged. And with what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you again. When God sent Nathan the prophet unto David to confront him with his sin gave the little story of the rich man and the poor man and how the rich man had all these flocks and herds and a visitor came to visit the rich man and instead of taking of his flock of thousands, he took the only little lamb that the poor man had, killed it and gave it to the traveler and he ate it. And when David heard those words, he grew so angry so angry he said the man who has done this thing shall surely die and in verse 6 he said he shall restore the lamb fourfold because he did this thing and because he had no pity the bible says that you reap what you sow That is a law that was established by the Godhead sometime in eternity past. If you sow watermelons, you're going to reap watermelons. And if you sow sin and corruption, then sin and corruption is what you will reap. And David is now being judged by the very words that came out of his mouth. And I'm here to tell you today, God is not to blame. If anything, God had mercy on David. Because David said, the man who has done this thing is worthy of death. And When David was confronted with his sin... He said, I have sinned against God. God, have mercy on me. And Nathan turned to David and said, God has heard your prayer, and God has forgiven you, and you shall not die. God had mercy on David. And let me just stop right there before I go further. There are some of you under the sound of my voice right now. When you think about that law of sowing and reaping. And you look back at some of the things you've done in your life. There is a fearful future for you when you think about it, if I'm going to reap all of that that I've done in my past, your future is not very bright at all. But I've got good news for you today. If you will repent of your sin, turn to Jesus Christ, truly mean business with God. That judgment that you deserve can be offset. Some of you deserve death because of what you've done. But God in His grace and mercy, and because of a true repentant heart, God has had mercy on your soul. The reason some of you are still here today is because you meant business with God. And you ask Him to forgive you of your sin. But wait a minute. Sin has consequences. And nobody gets away with sin. Some of the judgment can be offset. But I have found that many times depending on what the sin is, not all of it can be offset and like I said this right here would be the first of a fourfold judgment that would come upon David and God allowed this thing to happen let me let me tell you God is the righteous judge of all the earth if there's any judging to be done as it pertains to another person you better keep your mouth out of it God is the righteous judge of all the earth and let him do the pronouncing of the judgment because if you step in and you got something to say about it the same judgment that's going to come on them is going to come on you what judgment you meet it shall be measured to you God is the righteous judge He's the only one who can pronounce judgment. And His judgment is always right. And what he allows is always right. Although at the time that you're in the middle of, it might not look right. You say, preacher, it ain't fair. It don't look right. But if you will trust God, if you will believe God, the future will prove that what God did, what God allowed, was right. And God is always right always God knows everything Peter said first Peter chapter 1 beginning with the 18th verse he said we're not redeemed with corruptible things such as silver and gold but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without spot, without blemish, who was verily foreordained before the foundation of the world. Foreordained before the foundation of the world. That means... That before God created this world, before He created man and placed him in that garden, God knew that man would fall. He knew that man would need a Redeemer. And Jesus Christ stepped up and said, I will go to the cross and I will die for all of mankind. And in the book of Revelation, chapter 13, verse 8, the Bible speaks about the lamb that was slain from the very foundation of the world. Glory to God. God knows all things. He knows all things. John, when he was on the Isle of Patmos, he was there, For the preaching of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. He said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. There he was on a little rocky treeless island. Where the Romans set aside and sent prisoners there to be punished for their crimes. And here's John now, 90 years of age. Out there busting up rocks making little ones out of big ones. There were no churches then. There were no padded pews. But yet John, on the Lord's day, he said, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. He worshipped God. He made the best of his situation. And he didn't blame God because he was there. He worshiped God. He praised God on the Lord's day. And he heard a voice behind him like a trumpet. And that voice said, I am Alpha and Omega, the first And the last. And what Jesus Christ revealed to John on the Isle of Patmos are events which have still not taken place even until this very time. But yet, the stage is being set right now for the coming of these things to take place. God knows everything, He knows everything. The Apostle Paul. If it is Paul who wrote the book of Hebrews, chapter 11 is what we call Faith's Hall of Fame chapter in your Bible. He begins chapter 12... By saying, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Look at this, verse 2, Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. God knows everything from the very beginning to the very ending. He is the author. He is the finisher. He knows everything. He said, I'm Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending. Alpha is the first letter in the Greek alphabet. And Omega is the last letter in the Greek alphabet. And he said, I'm Alpha and Omega. I'm everything else in between. God knows I don't know what the future holds. But praise God, I know who holds the future. Glory to God. Glory to God. And I'm here to tell you today, God answers prayers. According to his divine wisdom of all things. And he answers prayers. And he always answers it to where it's going to be in your life best interest and not only just you because hey i got news for you it ain't just all about you hello he's going to answer it and do it in such a way to where it's in the best interest of all that are involved see and here's david now he's laying on his face before god been fasting all week Praying, seeking, God, God, please have mercy on my baby. God, please don't take my baby away. And the servants go in and they try to get him up and try to get him to eat something and he would not. God would not answer David's prayer. Let me tell you this. Sometimes it's in your best interest if God does not answer your prayer. Now, He does answer prayer. That's why it's important for you and I to pray in the will of God. Lord, I see this situation. And here's the way I think it needs to go. But God, you know more about things than I do. Lord, please move and work in this thing according to your divine wisdom. May your will be done. Pray in the will of God. God answered David's prayer, but it was not for the child to live. But it was in the best interest of all for the child to die. Now I'm getting to the question I didn't get to last week. We touched on it just a little bit, but we didn't really get into it a whole lot. What about God's predestined purpose for that child? The poor fellow died, and it was about a year old. It never got to... Realize what its purpose in life was. What God's predestined purpose. It never come to realize that. It died before the age of accountability. And it, it seems as if though this child never realized. It's predestined purpose in life. You see, many times we never really realize what God has predestined for us. But yet we're being used of God. We're being used of God in a way that we don't know. We don't don't realize the impact. We don't realize the influence that we're having. This child had such an impact. In the word of God. Although it never came to realize its purpose. God used it anyway. And this story. And the death of this child. Has been a blessing for untold parents. Who have ever lost a child from then until now. Well you say well brother James how can that be? I'll tell you how. David, he's laying on his face before God and he's praying. He hears some commotion coming from the entrance door to the room. And he looks over and he sees the servants there and they're whispering among themselves. And David perceived... That the child was dead. And he asked them. Is the child dead? And they said yes. The Bible says that David got up. Washed himself. Anointed himself. Came into the house of the Lord. And he worshipped God. The only way that a person can truly worship God after they have experienced such a tragedy in the family is by faith. Faith knowing that what God has done or what God has allowed is in their best interest. And that's what David had figured God had done. God works all things for the good to those that love Him and are called according to His purpose. And David went into the house of the Lord and he worshipped God. His heart no doubt broken. No doubt he had many questions like many of you listening to me right now. You've got questions. Questions. And you don't understand why things have happened the way that they have happened in your life. You don't understand why that child died. You've got questions. Let me tell you. If you'll keep the faith. If you'll keep the faith. Faith in Christ and what He did for you on Calvary. Believe me, one day you will stand before God. And you can ask him your questions. And he'll give you an answer. And you will be satisfied. Glory to God. David went to the house of the Lord and he worshipped God. He didn't allow the questions to rob him of his faith. He told his servants, to sit on bread, and he sits down at the table. And the servants, they're just confused. They they just don't know what to think. So they asked David, We don't understand why you're acting this way. What what are you doing? And David said, When the child was sick, I was fasting and praying. Praying that God would save the child's life. But now that the child is dead. Is there anything that I can do to bring him back? No. He said. He will not come back to me. But I will go to him. And in that. One verse, we come to understand that all children under the age of accountability, when they die, they go straight to heaven. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 19 verse 14, He said, Suffer the little children to come unto me. Suffer them not, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. My friend, let me tell you something today. If something unfortunate has happened in your life, don't allow it to rob you of your faith let Jesus fix it for you let Jesus fix it for you he knows just what to do whenever you pray Let him have his way. Let Jesus, oh, let him fix it for you. Praise God. The answer for which you seek is found on your knees before God. And if there are problems in your life, you can't seem to solve. You've tried every way that you can and there is no resolve. Just take it to Jesus. He can fix it for you. And let me tell you, God is not to blame. He wants to take that situation and He wants to fix it for you.